welcome to the Little Podcast. We're here to entertain and inform a bit while talking about Digimon. I'm Mark Run with the Will and produce Digimon on Blu-ray. I'm A.R. Palver, the Scourge of Carpathia. I'm DevQ and I lived, bitch. I, I think I think AR wins this week, Dev. AR is just too Absolutely. good. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's been a long week. And a long weekend. How how is it that it's Sunday and we're to two deaths already today? Yeah. Belzer died, which is a weird one because he used to pop up all over the fucking place for people our age. He would just appear in things. Mm-hmm. Uh, to say nothing of how much he played Detective Munch on just rant, like not just like cop shows. He would show up in the X Files. He would show up in random shows as Munch. And then we also found out that uh, Leiji Matsumoto died. Aww. Which, which, if you're an anime or manga fan, whoo, even if you don't know his stuff, you don't get to like where like almost anything that exists today. You could almost trace back to him in some manner. You, it's. Just Cart- about, yeah. yeah. At like, the very least, everyone's been inspired in some capacity. Yes. Especially when it comes Masimoto. to stuff like his structure. And yeah. the structure of the stuff he did. You don't end up with... Hell, you don't end up with Digimon without that structure, frankly. I mean, I've said, I've said this before, Galaxy Express 3.9 was my gateway, so... It was a lot of people's gateway. Yeah. Especially the first movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was what did it for me. It's like, okay, I gotta look into this anime thing. Yeah. That that's the that's the one where there's people I know who don't watch anime. Like maybe they only deal with video games. They they are still like Galaxy Express nine nine nines on Blu-ray. I'm getting that immediately. Oh yeah. Even if they're not anime people, that's like the thing that's in the circle that everyone knows. There was some three nine stuff in my box, yeah. wasn't there? I think there was. I don't. I might remember. have to. I might have to dig that out. And then, uh, yeah, I think I sent you um, the third one. I think so, yeah. And maybe some of the TV show, I don't remember. Sounds right. Yeah. And then, I had the most fun wake-up call today. Anyone who has not not had this happen won't know what I mean, but if you've had it happen, you're going to be sitting going, yeah, I get it. Have you ever woken up, and your eye hurts a bit, and you realize, oh, like dust or something got in there while I was sleeping? And you mm-hmm. can't get out, and your eye just starts tearing unlimited. Yes. And then, like, you, you're in the shower, you try to get water on it, and it still won't come out, and then your mm-hmm. eye just hurts. Then half an hour, an hour later, you realize it's not in there anymore, but now my eye has, like, a dull, pain, numb thing going on, it stays like that the whole day. Yep. Yep, yeah. been there. Yeah, exa- yeah, exactly. It's not pleasant. No, and it just, like, distracts you the whole fucking day. My wake-up call was uh, my kid woke me up at 6.30 in the morning with a bloody nose. Not fun. Yeah, that's... Was his first time yeah. getting one? No, it was not his first time getting one, but, you know, runs in with blood leak is trickling everywhere. Ah. Getting on his blanket and clothes and pillow and stuff. Okay. It's like, oh, no, this is okay. great. Not, not, not at the point yet where he goes, okay, bloody nose, jam some tissue up there, and then wait a while, and it will just deal with itself. There was cleanup involved, yeah. Yeah, that fun. Peroxide yeah. gets blood out of fabrics very easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Dev went to Con Town. Oh, yes. It was packed, and me and my partner realized, my god, we're old. Yeah, that... The- oh, are you at that point now? That's always disappointing. See, here's the problem, it's like You wake up, and, like, every body part hurts, and it just, like... 
creaking noises. Here's the, here's the problem, Eric. I'm pretty sure Dev was at the "Ugh, I'm old, damn the young people" when I first met her, and she um, went. That that is true. Yeah, like Dev, Dev. I don't remember the exact age me and Dev met, ten ish. 15-ish years ago, but I remember even at that young age, Dev was exactly the, for lack of a better phrase, the parody of the young person who does not want to be around young people. She's like, damn all these young people. Where's my coffee? Oh, yeah. yeah. I was Look, that's like what that happens when you had to go to school with people and you were yeah. Oh, I Yeah, I did that also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then we actually get to talk about a ghost game that I think we're all happy with. Yes, surprisingly. Yes. I, I have notes, but it was it no, was absolutely. a lot of fun. And here's and here's the problem. It is the most unghost game episode there is to be the best ghost game there is. Um down, I literally had to entirely... watch it an hour ago after a five hour drive. Down in. down to and including five, after sixty three ep- after sixty plus episodes, chucking out the narrator intro. No one is joining the show after 60 episodes. You can gladly chuck that out. Yeah. They also <laughs> changed, like, they kind of switched up the eye catch a little bit too. The, the sounds were um, they've different. D- they've done, what it is, is they've done that a few times where they don't do the eye catch sound and instead they're playing like episode audio. They've yeah. done that a handful of times. It's just much more noticeable here because important the audio stuff is so happening. Sub- and the audio was so subdued. Yes. Yeah, it was more noticeable, but they have done that before. It's almost like you're. It's almost like it's replaced with kind of a dull silence, and yeah, it ramps up the tension Ominous. just a little bit more. Yeah, so we start off the episode with a boat, and I, when we first saw the boat, my brain went, "Did we not just do this like four or five episodes ago? Like, nope, is this did. one going to run aground again?" Yeah, <laughs> and they it's a notice about docking soon. We get people banging on the door of the steering room. The captain's freaking out. Fog's appearing. We get... I don't know what to call it. I just kind of call it like the digitizing ring around, yeah, it's around kinda, his head. Holding I don't know if we ever got a term for that or if that's been a consistent thing. It's just... It's shown up in up. different forms, but yeah. yeah. We get a zoom out from the boat and a familiar shadow behind it. Here we go. Yep. And the boat is starting to arrive late. And someone goes, huh, there was no forecast for fog, right as more fog shows up. The people that, that was so zombie time. That was so silly to me. It's like, huh, the boat's late. There's a mysterious, there's a weird fog setting in. Yes. Oh, there's the boat. Well, also, one, well, char- one character even goes, it must be the fog, which is completely logical to the point that... It makes total sense, yeah. Yes. And then everyone walks out. I don't know if I want to say zombie mind control it feels like you could flip a coin if you want to call them zombieish or mind control even though it was mind control the way they were walking felt more zombie to me ain't right and also to just make sure you're fully aware something is going on they have to have the glowy yellow eyes they can't just look normal and also be walk zombie walking death of the glowing eyes here that uh this is not normal then we get Hero, I forgot their name for half the episode. It's um, Fukatsu and Kotaro. Him, Gamaman Hero, on a platform to go fishing. I like Gamaman. I really love Gamaman. Like, I need a fishing rod. I see fish. (laughs) 
And then I'm so excited. I just I just love the fact that we have this massive crisis coming and all the Digimon flooding into the human world. And Hero's response to that, even though he's been thinking about this problem for 40 episodes, his response to that is, fuck off for a fishing trip. Yes. Sometimes you just need to hang out with your bros. Yeah. Absolutely desperate. And then they jump to that. I always forget what they call it. Do they just call it like the Digimon community or whatever it is? They just call yeah. it a meetup. Yeah. The monster and then, party. And Clockmon's explaining. It's, it's, it's the monster, monster It's the monster yeah. disco. And Clockmon is detailing what's happening almost as if we're supposed to take this as being five minutes from the after the last episode, even though that doesn't make any sense with the fishing and everything else. No, it but better like, not be five but, minutes afterwards. It's no, like, but, but I mean, all like, the stuff happenings and horrors alarm or heroes alarm beeps of like, oh, gotta go fishing. No, I, I 100% agree. But the framing is like, Oh, Clockmon came and got everyone, and now he's explaining. Yeah, Except that to, doesn't work at all. They need to have a little bit of a recap, I And suppose. then, because the joke has to get funnier, Gumdramon helps explain what's going on. A voice said, run, and they found a tear in space and to help us make Hunter's jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Which, it's not, fun- it's, it, it's not it's, funny it's, when Gumdramon's actually there. Yeah, it's um, it's useful context though because yeah. we do we this we don't always get things from the Digimon's yes. perspective. Yes. At least for the Digimon, we can actually trust. Yes, and I that, actually greatly enjoyed uh, Floramon trolling Kyoshiro about it. Yes. Love it, and Espimon odd for some reason Espimon has to explain the gate, even though all three kids have one hundred percent seen gates before. Yeah, it, it's like to remind the audience what a gate is because it's been a while. It was, a little bit of, yeah. yeah. They stepped in the rip. They're in the human world, and Clockbot's like, "Where is that motherfucker? Where is he? <laughs> I want to know where Hero is. He looked funny. He could be doing all this." And then it goes back to Hero and Co. There's, they have no internet connection. The boat didn't show up, and Kiyoshiro is very upset that Hero's not back, which is weird because at some point Kiyoshiro should be the clever one going. Wait, weird shit's happening, and we mysteriously can't get a hold of someone. In fact, like, can't, this is nothing in to fact, worry about. Can't get a that's hold of three a, someones. That's happened a few times yes. before. Yeah, and like Dev said, Florimon I mean, was just, with the it fog. It was just irresponsible for Hero to leave in the first place. But yes, and really realizes her I internet's say out. No to anyone. Yeah, that's true. And I will say I very much appreciate how they're like, man, maybe there's just no internet right here. And everyone's like, no, it's normally fucking great. And then the internet's yes. back. Middle of the middle of the ocean's a perfect hotspot. And then this is when everyone decides it's time to stop and mention, huh, a bunch of people have disappeared lately, don't you know? And like he does that's research. Not yeah. mysterious at all. And no. then a boat shows up for here and them, and they stop to note. This is not the boat that was supposed to come for them, but they happily get on they it without get on it anyway. And then, for some reason, it's the fucking crow guy. <laughs> like it's one hundred percent the crow guy. They sort of have hero recognize him, but they don't clarify it at all. Past like one glance, going, "Huh?" Like yeah, that th- guy looks a little familiar. And I think that is the end of any relevance of Crow Guy minus him being there. Like, they don't point him out past, like, that one weird look. Kiyoshiro's freaking out elsewhere. And on the boat, they hear chanting. Gaumon wakes Hero up. Weird shit's happening. They hear Kotaro screaming. There's more boats. 
people grab Kotaro and Fukatsu, and then Hiro gets grabbed and decides the thing to do is to pull off his floaty vest. And then their heads hurt. And then... <laughs> I will say, the episode does a lot without a lot of time at this part of the episode, and it does it really well. And here's where we get what I think is the first real trip. Hero activates a digital space. Both feel better, but it's only a tiny bubble around them rather than, like, all of it. And more fog appears. And But the, the, the activating the field itself is kind of interesting because this is... This is the first time, I think this is the first time that Heroes activated it without actually knowing that there is an enemy Digimon involved. I think it's assumed, but also the interesting thing well, is... Well, you say that, but they don't always assume very well. Well, but well he- they probably also figured out that, like, whenever they activate a digital space, humans that aren't yes. affected yeah, by Digimon go away. But here's the, other, nice here's the other weird thing, is this. Generally, anything Digimon-based has no issue with the field, the fog can't get in. They, like, mm-hmm. they tripped on their own plot device. Theoretically, the fog should have no issue getting in the field, based on the rules that we've seen before. And then, it's worth noting, neither Hero or Gamamon seem to be all that bothered by the field being a bubble. They just seem yeah. slightly just, they, huh. Yeah. Hmm. And, yeah. Then, yeah. and then we swap to Kiyoshiro, Esimon, Jellymon, trying to figure out what's going on. They get the digitizing rings. Kiyoshiro hits it. And Jellymon is the only person who comments on it. And Kiyoshiro's like, must be the fog field. Okay. Just a little extra upgrade on that Digivice that it, nobody ever, yeah, that never has never, never had reason like, to come up with. Hero's dad. Here's, here's, yeah, the, that's here's the main issue I have with the bubble. There has never been any definition what's actually going on with these up until now. To the point that it was never even clear that they were, like, generating it. Yeah. It, it, to, to me, personally, it always came across as, like, going to another layer of, like, a network, sort of. Yeah. That's what I'd always assume. This like popping, digi- they're like popping coding. into Digicorp. Yes. It, that's exactly what it seemed like. Now, it, apparently, they're actually generating the field. And the field has a different size based on what's happening. Even though that's never really... That's really far-fetched yeah like that i don't has there ever been a case when anyone is not even next to them but pretty far away when someone hits the field and others will go oh we're in a field someone must have hit it there's never has happened before there's never been anything to try to tell us like that there's anything about these that like we should be taking as like actual generated data yeah i want to say it was the Clockmon Returns episode where one of the other kids was farther away and got hit and it was like, oh, something's going on. I think that's happened a few times, but I think that was the yeah. first time. Yeah, but they're usually like within like, it looks like a few blo- like city there, blocks. There's been times when it's been significantly further though. Yeah. That's why like, I, I don't mind the idea of it being a bubble and compressing it based on what's happening. But it's interesting in that it's very strange that the thing compressing it is what should actually be ineffective based on the rules the show has set thus far. I kind of have an issue with it being flexible based on what's happening in the story. That seems oh, a little too no, convenient. I, no, if it had been set up in the past that it was flexible, that'd be one thing. 
that well, yeah, th- that that we're not not only just finding out about now, but that no one is actually bothered by it except Jellymon, and Jellymon would have been the first person to notice this in the past if something mm-hmm. was going on. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, Espimon points out people are coming up, and look, it's Kotaro trying to hug his best friend Kiyoshiro. Bad Run. Lock, lock the door. <laughs> More fog. And oh, Erdramon and Ruli dive into them. This is actually a great use of Erdramon, honestly. Love that. That was such a that's a good This moment. is much better than what they normally do with Erdramon, which is they have someone go, I'm going to go get Erdramon. And then they show them talking with Erdramon and he's being stubborn. And we have to play the game of like we're supposed to believe he's not actually going to help. Also, the way these usually work is that when. It's something is when the when the whatever issue is going on is directly targeting the kids. One of the kids has always been invariably hit with it, and the other two escape and rail yes. around it. Here, each of the kids finds their way out of trouble so on that they own. can all yes. deal with this together. Yeah, and I like Air Ergen- and I like Air. Ergen- I like how they save the banter with Erdramon until they're getting away, and it's basically yeah. Erdramon and Jellymon still arguing. Yeah, it's just Erdramon being tuned today again. And then Ruli's like, I got a ton of messages from here at once. It's like it was all backed up. And then they Mm -hmm. start hearing voice over the speaker. Literally what happened at the convention. (laughs) And then the voice stops and the fog vanishes. And we get Espimon's scanning ability, which I can't recall if he's used in the anime. I believe he he has. I want to say he has Okay, that's fair enough. But I don't recall, have we seen him with the actual, like manga eyes and everything yeah uh, yes i think okay yes, fair enough have. fair enough yes. um so they find a shoe okay a hero finds a shoe and then they find a shoeless man chanting the time has come walking past doesn't care everyone heads to the ocean nothing is really stopping them then kotaro gets i lo- it's that very stereotypical it, it's in it's in manga and anime horror a lot, and it even shows up in U.S. kids horror a lot. The the neck twists around and goes all fucking like the head's gonna be upside down and everything. And it oh, do- yeah. it does the visual very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I, this still it like it's they're doing all this very well. This part of it does seem plenty ghost gamey yeah. to me. And like then, this, the Dagomon aspect of this episode yeah. is pretty is still still within re- range of yes. a typical ghost game episode and we get gills we get gills people turning into lizards they continue to walk to the ocean and then we see the shadow distance and angorman's just like ah oh, shit like oh <laughs> this motherfucker he knows where this is going hero also sees with the lizard people and it's dagomon and angorman is terrified because he knows him and that joke be- immediately becomes useless and funnier when everyone who does not know Dagomon is also terrified. As you would be. Well, he's kind of big and yes. ominously staring at them from the horizon. And then He sure looks strong. And then we get the most stereotypical mind control horror thing. Everyone stops, turns to hero, points at him, eliminate. And then we get light. And then all of a sudden we get light in the distance, and Kenna Weissman's there attacking Dagomon. It's like, oh, I guess. I guess we didn't have to do the evolution. I I was gonna. I was gonna say they realized we didn't like the warp and just skipped it. 
Yeah. And then it also shows us that everyone around here was, was knocked out in the interim also. But then someone stumbles over to Hero, and Espimon flies and evolves, and Hover Espimon grabs him, and we have the Scooby gang reunited. Yay. Yeah. And then th- this is where, like, the character development would have been nice if they dealt with it. We get Kiyoshiro back to just, like, full-on babbling. Yeah. Look, he's probably yeah. watched way yeah. too much yeah. Eldritch Horror. And Lamort. Yeah. Lamortmon and... Uh, he seems like a kid would be up on his Lovecraft. Yeah. Lamortmon and Thetismon try to attack Digimon. Really don't do much at all. Not at all. No. And then they're teleported to daytime with a beautiful sky, and things start to grab the Digimon. I love the juxtaposition of daytime being yes. what's creepy. Yeah. Like, oh god, it's too bright, I'm scared. Yeah. And then Hero's watching like just nothing is happening at all. They're just seeing yeah. and yelling. And then Hover Espeon pulls down his mask wow, my Digimon is tripping balls. and throws down the umeboshi he was eating earlier, which is a callback to something I think we forgot to even mention because it was such a small That's nothing moment. That, like I said, typical ghost game, having that really stupid moment in the first part of the episode coming back to save the day in the ending. Ghost game does that like you know, every other week. You know what bothers me the most about it? Any that t- it they a- put it in an episode like this? Anytime you see soured sour pickled plums in anime there's always a reason you see it and I sat there and I went something's gonna happen with those fucking plums I I, I, I have I have almost never seen Umeboshi show up in anime and it not ending up being a important plot <laughs> Chekhov's Umeboshi got it yes. <laughs> yeah. and the sour taste wakes them up and a blast from Kano Weissman blows away the fog, which is odd because he had been doing that earlier and it didn't do anything. And Dagomon is gone. And everyone's back to normal. And the water bubbles. And oh, the shadow was actually a projection and Dagomon was underwater and it was a faint. This is a video game boss, jeez. Yeah. It's not only a video game boss, he looks like one because he hasn't real, real, realized properly, so he still has like the digital like zap effect, which looks exactly yeah. like a beat-em-up boss from the 90s. It's, uh, it's concerning. It's more concerning, he's not flashing orange, so you know he still has a lot of health. Like, uh, how many bars yeah. am I dancing now? I'm trying and, to imagine the Latin and, music going on. Yeah. And then his entire body turns black, and we see a bit of black vanish from Kano Weissman. Yeah. And oh! Like, that's not going to be related to anything later. And then, oh! Yeah, well, <laughs> it's, this is where it's like, it better be relevant later. And then, hey, look, the evolution timer's up, but only for Angoramon and Jellymon. Hmm. And we see more black on Kano Weissman. And am I wrong? Or right before the Sirius Mon evolution, did we start to hear the beeping again and then it just stopped? Yes. I couldn't tell. I swear we started to hear it for Kenna Weissmon, and then as the black appeared, the counter just, it, the beeping stopped. Okay. I'll go with that. And a few people in chat are saying that, yes, Heroes was beeping also, and then it just stopped. And we get Sirius Mon, and Dagomon does, this is a the very good fight. We get the blast, Sirius Mon blasts back, knocks him over, and the fight is over, theoretically. Yeah. Every, everyone stops and goes, huh, he's... Which, it's weird for everyone to stop and go, huh, he's more powerful than he normally is, when the entire framing was like, oh god, it's evil Jesus. <laughs> but like, but like, they stopped to point out, oh, like, he's more They're powerful. all terrified of him, but they're also aware of his limitations. Yeah. And he's normally not 
completely black. Like, oh, we're really scared of him. But, you know, one good tip from an ultimate. Yes. He'll go down. And then a wave of tentacles goes for Hero before a digital field appears out of nowhere. A gate sucks him in. And then Cthulhuman shows up with Hangyoman and Black Tailmon Uber. I gotta say that this, He's like, Fuck this, this is guy. why... This is weird, This is right? why... This yeah, is why this all the Stagomon being corrupted stuff needs to be relevant because otherwise I can't really excuse this interruption. Yes. If the if all of that corruption stuff if that if that leads to something, you know, if that's a forebearer of something important later, then all's fine. But if he just if he just went down like that and that was the end of it, I don't love that it ended this way. Well, I would have rather seen a clean either a clean victory from Sirius Mon or a corruption from Sirius Mon. Well the other weird framing is this Dagomon is supposed to be Cthulhu. And then you have Cthulhuman shows up and no real relevant reason it's Cthulhuman except the framing of that is the character that Cthulhuman's based on is supposed to be Cthulhu's daughter, I believe. Something yeah. like that, yeah. But, but the show Cthulhu makes baby. no reasoning for it, minus that it just is Cthulhuman. Also, no... also Cth- it was a little stretchy, just Cthulhuman wasn't exactly like, yay, I'll help out all I want. He just wanted to go off and have fun on his own. He wasn't necessarily... Also, am I wrong? Was Cthulhuman the explanation for why everyone vanished? Like, it was like, I took everyone across because I wanted to be helpful. Maybe I could swear. Uh, I, th- I thought he just said it's like, oh, I just took the humans out of the water. Yeah, to I help. Know. I thought it yeah, said that. Well, took- I don't know if it was before or after the fight. But- and then Black Tailmon Uber hops over, needs Hero to sign something. He does, and he returns it. Uber just fucks off and leaves, and a gate opens, and we get like they frame it like with Hero's head, and we see Hokto's foot, and Terrymon Joshu, the greatest Digimon who's never shown up in the anime before. Terrymon Joshu is so much the MVP, it helps save budget by not talking in the it episode. didn't even need to speak. It just had to stand there. It was like, holy shit, it's Terrymon They should have Joshu. done the profile on him. And then Gamamon jumps into Hakuto's arm. Everyone's shocked that it's the real Hakuto and not a hologram again. Espimon's all pissed off, and it finally clarifies for us that, yes, he does believe this is Hero now. Because yeah. they forgot to that, actually tell us yeah. that. I, I love that. Uh, I love that Gamelon and Espimon actually have is like semi-emotional reactions to Hokuto, and Hero's like, "Huh? Oh, hi, Dad." I'm not That's sure that. Ca- I'm not sure that counts because the episodes generally frame Hero as almost not paying attention. Like even at the beginning of the episode, even you said, even we we all kind of said. This he, is who he, Hero is. No, but that's what I mean. Like, that's not he's really just like... associating half the time. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's weird. I, it's an interesting facet of his and character. Then, I don't think we're going to get a contrast, okay, though, and, and then, I really appreciate then that, I have to say, I want, I want Hero to be a little more three-dimensional than that. And then I have to say, I've been waiting for them to do this the entire series, but I wasn't waiting for it in this episode because so much was happening. I'm like, I, I, t- I literally am typing it in my notes, and Goromon is puffery. puffery. And then, bam, he's cut off. Jump cut. Love the, it. The yeah. inter- <laughs> internet's down for everyone. We see the lights clicking out, and we see powers out we're everywhere. And Goromon gets puffy, and we're just ready to pack in this yes. episode, which was like, it was sufficient enough. Like, okay, we've got yeah. Hokuto showing up. We've got it. Like, bam. No, then, we're not done yet. And then we get evil organ music, which is how you know we're getting near the finale. 
<laughs> they always save that. Hawktoe's worried. Clockmon is freaking out and even noting he doesn't know why he's trembling. And then it's showing us various Digimon throughout the series. They're like staring, crying, freaking yeah. out. They're not able Jellymon, to move. They don't know Jesus. what's going on. And Goromon comments that it feels like warmth that has been around is gone now. Mummymon blinks and he thinks he knows what's wrong. As far as he can feel, the digital world is gone. Mm-hmm. And it's worth mentioning, this That's... is not this is not literal. Yeah. The the phrasing is not, oh, the digital world's destroyed. It's he can't feel it. As far as he's concerned, it does not exist. They're not they're Either... not they're not saying it was blown up or it doesn't exist. Yeah. They're saying yeah. as far as he can feel, he does not have that feeling in his gut anymore that it, it exists. Either way, it's juicy. Yeah. Yeah. I like this. Yes. And like I was saying earlier, we have probably the best ghost game episode and it gets rid of every trapping of ghost game. We don't get the intro. We get carryover from the prior episode. It ends on a cliffhanger. It cuts off the normal end of the episode. We actually get Hokuto appearing outside of a hologram cameo because we've never actually seen Hokuto in the series. We've gotten holograms mm-hmm. and flashbacks. Flashback. They, intru- they introduce a new Doctor character, and the only time that's been introduced in the series was we're told this is important when they show up. They know stuff. You need to listen to them. Of course, somehow they deal well, with the villain without dealing with it again, to be fair. It is Ghost Game. Some yeah, stuff has to be there. It has some of the Ghost Game yeah. trappings. And some of the Ghost Game, like, good stuff. Like, some no, of the I'm... stuff the Ghost Game does really well. The Dagomon stuff is oh, very no, exemplary. Uh, that's an exemplary... The Dagomon yeah. side of it is a very exemplary yes. Ghost Game yes. episode. Yes, here is the that is the strangest thing, and I even see it in my notes. The episode fits the general theme of what we expect for a ghost game episode. It simply does it better, though. Mm-hmm. Like, like uh, why can't the rest of it be like the first time? This is the first time it got in the A territory. This was an A minus for me. So I'm very if we had a junior version of this episode for sixty episodes, I don't think anyone would be upset. Oh no! If they oh, were no, if, I don't think you can. I don't think you can do a junior no, version of this episode. But I'm, I'm saying no. But I'm saying in the general usage of world building, connecting, yeah. and stuff like that. I think like the previous episodes would have done well if like I think the everyone flooding into the human world. There, I wish we had a few episodes to marinate on that. I think there the was idea. some story potential there. I think we could have, like you said, had a couple episodes where they introduced the little bubble. It's just some stuff that could have been planted earlier. In, in fact, would have been nice to again, see. Again, the ending theme still had uh, more plot progression than the episodes for the most part yeah. until now. Well, that's the in, epilogue. In fact, uh, Tenya Yabuno was a bit upset. He watched the episode. He's like, I don't have time to draw anything this weekend. <laughs> he actually, like, he wanted to draw something from the episode and post it. He just doesn't have the time. I'm actually kind of terrified what a Tenya Yabuno version yeah. of Dagomon would look like. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he drew him in. I think he was in V Tamer. Was he in V Tamer? So much shits in V Tamer that may be my imagination, but I thought he was. Uh, Dago I don't know. V Tamer. I go to the Wikipedia article. It'll show when the hell he actually showed up. Yeah, he would. It'd be okay. Appa- apparently not. I'm wrong on that one. Apparently. 
But there's like that that I'll, dagger I'll one. Be, I thought it'd be fair. The list of enemies that it lists on that page that I'm searching is only like 15 or 20 long, and there was way more than that in. V-Tamer. Yeah, there was more than that in V Tamer. But yeah, I'm very happy with the episode. It's probably in. It's probably in crosswords. The biggest negative, honestly, this is the first time when I go, okay, the show feels like it has found its voice, and we have a month left. Four episodes left. Yeah. And it's like here's well, the we thing. said and, we said it's like this is we everything oh, yeah, could exactly. be wrapped up in four episodes and guess how many episodes yeah. are left. And here's the thing: if it ends this well, I'll be very happy with how it ends, and I will be saddened the entire show was not able to be as coherent. Yeah, because if the show was this good throughout, I would say it's the best Digimon show there is. If it's just this good for the end, we can at least go it ended well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, the guest cast was interesting. I thought yeah. I thought Gumdramon was part of the ensemble. Apparently not. Apparently, I I didn't get any of the information because I thought it was an ensemble member. Apparently, it isn't. It's someone who cool. just randomly was in like one episode of Hunters and a bunch of other anime. So I do not have yeah. inform- so I do not have information on her because I honestly, when I looked at the name, I thought it was an ensemble member. I, I, saw, yeah. I saw that she played Tepe in yeah. Hunters, and I had no idea who that it, was. There, it, 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 I she, don't remember. She, she she's not cast because of her Digimon connections. She does no. have quite a bit of. Anime. I thought she was an ensemble member, honestly. So I didn't look up any of her stuff, and I only checked a few hours ago. Like, oh, it's not a member of the ensemble. Well, I have other stuff to do today. Oops. Mm-hmm. I mean, I looked up her. I looked up the episode of Hunter she was supposed to be in, and oh, I have it, no memory of that episode ever yeah. existing. So. Um, Dagobon's actor is a bit more interesting, though. Uh, Takashi Matsuyama. Has done a bunch of Digimon stuff, including voices in Ghost Games. So let's start at the beginning. We've gone over him before, but we did not have like the other shows. So in mm. O2 and Tamers, he's Musiamon. Okay. In Tamers, he's Alomon. Sneemon in Frontier. In Adventure 2020, he's Algomon, Gaussmon, Boltmon, Abadomon, oh. Abadomon Core. Okay. A bunch of bit ah. roles. And earlier. type. Bit of typecasting yeah. there. And but his typecasting breaks for Ghost Game. I read it for who he was earlier. He shot my paw. Come on. You so, know who that quote's from? Waru Manzimon. Oh, in the no. in the dub of the original in the adventure. When Mugen Jermon when Mugen Jermon kills yes, him. Yes, yes, yes. The shot they show his paw dissolving, and they use that in the dub and dub over. He shot my paw. <laughs> Yes, this is not the dub of adventure, though. Yeah. This is Ghost Game. Um, and his non his non Digimon roles, which I hadn't gone over last time, it was like, oh god, there's so fucking much. Um, he's Gigastorm in Beast Wars Two, God Magnus in Transformers Car Robots, um, in Violinist of Hamlin, he was Beast King Guitar, and I read it for some good dubbed over roles. I only yeah, grabbed a few because it's some good. Ones. The last one. Okay, in. The live-action Aquaman, he was King Rico. In some content, he dubs over Mr. Bean. Okay. In the live-action Speed Racer movie, he's Sparky. And the Hmm. best one, in the Powerpuff Girls, he's Fuzzy Lumpkins. Yeah. 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 So next time, we get the Black Zone of Death. The episode where Kiyoshiro finally takes off his armband again. And we'll pretend that he didn't do it before when he does it and things go wrong here. It has nothing to do with the armband. It's just funny as hell. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so I would love if the next episode was as good as this one. Hell, I would take 70% as good. I just wanted to keep building on this. Like it, it, it they ha- might, they won't. It I doubt they'll they don't have. They don't have much. Yeah, they don't have much time they just left. Need to keep this momentum up. Like it doesn't need to be yes. golden. It just needs to keep I, going. I would take bronze. Like why couldn't they have done a little bit of this look, earlier? Look, if we can't right? get if we can't get bronze, how about that? How about the blue met the the blue felt metal Honorable they give Lincoln? to fourth place? Yes, give give us that. Um, and then, with a week to go, we have the track list for the soundtrack. I will. So, ignoring that BGM stuff is hard to gauge. It feels yeah, like just... it feels like they finalized this half a year ago. Yeah, a little bit. Because like a few of these tracks are clearly things that will happen in the next few episodes, realistically. But when you look at like the end themes, it's like, oh, it's end themes one, three, one... and five. Yeah. It's like Aww. it's like it's not like the singles for the others had TV sizes. Like I can understand not having the last one because you're done at that point. Like I think 2020 had everything except the last one. I think. Um, yeah. So it's I, I would like to like I put spoiler warning anyways. There's nothing actually spoiler warning on these. Like birth of no. the evil dragons. Not as we we've seen that he has a dragon form. That's not a spoiler at this point. Yeah. Although I will say the title to number 28 sure feels like what I was rambling about like a jackass a few episodes ago. <laughs> it feels like that may happen. But yeah, uh, so that's out next week. I have that ordered. I'm looking forward to it. Although for all we know, they've used some of these songs before. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like we can say Birth of the Evil Dragon is very clearly going to be him evolving. But-, but it could also be a song they used when he appeared already. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, I will say, I think 2020 had better titles for the song. Like, Galus Gamamon is the song for Galus Gamamon. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I will say, I'm surprised the Bokomon song is so far into the track list. Although, we, although to be fair, I shouldn't be surprised because we actually complained that it felt like Ghost Game was reusing tracks a lot. So that may have been, oh, yeah. like, that may have been after be. they got there already. So that may be... Com- but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this. I got I also I ordered the one that came with the the big um cover thing. You guys know what I'm talking about or no? The Ama oh. the Amazon exclusive bonus is you get like a car a cardboard sheet that's like four or five times bigger than the CD of the cover. Oh. Uh, like a like a mega cover type thing. I think they call. Oh, it I thought you were cover. talking about like a music cover. No. And I would I would be much more pleased with that bonus if it was not just the same post art we've had for almost a year at this point. <sighs> and then we got previews of the 25th anniversary. These are more or less all things we saw during the Digimon Con stream, but much better previews. This looks so good. Probably some juicy info here. Like oh, lots of interesting stuff. I love the complete variety of sprites on the cover. Mm-hmm. And also, man, they they really love the adventure to- the adventure Digivice even more than we do. The 2020 one is there twice. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like the Pendulum and the original V Pet each only get to be there once, and they let the 2021 be there twice. The adventure one is there three times, and the funny part is their own preview pages actually explain it being there three times, and. Volcano Ota as Pile Volcamon. 
I love the the use of the crosswords sprites, the diagonal color action sprites. Ah, uh, okay. like I love seeing like the Tactimon one there. Shoutmon is the first one in the corner. The actual book, a lot of great information. A lot of it information we've already had, just more coherently put together. Um, it's nice to have it like compiled. No, exactly, place. and also not spread out. Even in like the prior books, like the oh, here are the sprites for the Digivice, for example. That would have been two, three, four, five pages. Here's mm-hmm. just like here's a bunch. Yeah, that I will order. Amazon currently has pre-orders locked out for outside of Japan, so I will wait till that's out. The order. Um, yeah, it is very neat. I would love there to be an English version, even if it's digital only. Although then I would get upset because the translation would be banned by quality. <laughs> I mean, I could try and translate it. I could live with. I could live with that just for yeah. the content. Yeah. Then. Uh, U.S. pre-orders opened up for the Kenji Wadnabe V-Pets. Japanese pre-orders are already closed, sold out entirely for Jesus. the Japanese ones. So English ones, if you want these, get them now. And the bonus is, they use our programming anyways. There is no Japanese for this at all. Yeah, I I ordered both of these. I, I fucking want these. I really love how they look. They're just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Just neon, just destroying my retinas. I, this is exactly what I want in a V-Pet. And I'm going to guess pre-orders are not going to last super long for these, so if someone wants them, they should probably get them soon, because... Yeah. In fact, wait, I'm checking the page now. Are they still up? They are at the moment. Although there is that notice on the page that there's a specific number of these. Doesn't matter if it hits the pre-order date or not, they may go pop. Um... Then the Jellymon Bam Memory is out. They did a nice little preview of it for Digimon Classroom, which functionally does not exist as a thing anymore. Digimon Classroom at this point is we get an episode right before a big product comes out. And it's no longer even using the classroom framing or anything. This is here as a thing. Yes. Please in, buy it. In fact, oddly, Digimon Con had the normal Digimon teacher, Digimon professor guy with the Digimon classroom crew. I don't even know if the professor guy shows up in the actual classroom marked episodes anymore. I think at this point they are just product ads. And then I have not been watching them to know. I mostly get screenshots at this point. Cause I do not need to see the 20 minute episode about the Jellymon Ben memory. Then they put up an info box slash sprite thing for Lugamon. Nothing actually new here. It's just a better look at the sprites and some basic info. But I decided They're to post really it. Cute. I, I decided to post it anyways because of the giant sprites. What about the puppy? Yeah, the puppy. looks so happy. And then we're a few days away from the Digimon fan meetup. They announced that if you try out the next order kiosk, you get survive promo cards. Have these showed up anywhere in the US other than Anime Expo last year? I don't think so. And we haven't gotten the full round of them yet that we got in Japan either. Where was this the uh, promo art of all eight? I don't believe so. Yeah. So if you're there, play next. And I don't know. Play next order for five minutes to get something free. It might be easier just not to play next order. 
Because here's the thing. The thing, like, if you're going to play the new version of Next Order, I think the most exciting thing is the quality of life improvements, and you're not going to get that over five or ten minutes. You're not going to experience that in five minutes. But, I mean, there's going to be people there who have never played Next Order before. So but no. They're just but, gonna... but, but here's the thing. A ten-minute a ten minute demo of Next Order is not going to convince a lot of people to buy the game. It's, I mean, they It's going to convince them to run. It's something. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's tech. It could be for something like late, like just battle sequences instead of you know, soulless grinding. That's true. You could, since you can, since you can kind of cheat putting a demo together, you actually could frame it like, and pretend it's interesting. Sort uh, of like an RPG that puts an interesting that makes the tutorial fight like far into the middle of the game yes. where things are actually kind of compelling. Yes, and then earlier today they announced. Uh, there will be a, a Seekers Corner at the fan meetup. They will have the Linker Band on display, along with the quote-unquote costumes of the main characters. And it's like, okay, they all wear streetwear. You can actually put that together on dummies pretty easily. Yeah. Nothing complicated. See, at first, when I read it, my brain skipped past that both things were about Seekers. I'm like, are they just going to have the Agumon and Vimon costumes without people wearing them on display? Well, it's going to be a full-on Lukamon fursuit on display. Do to, not tempt me. To, to be fair, we haven't seen the Gabumon one in a while. They may have ripped him apart to make him into a new one. Oh, Rest in peace. Think about Gabumon. it. When is the like? Here's the thing. We haven't seen the Gatchmon one in years, and that's probably the Gabumon one, to be honest. We have not seen Gabumon for quite a while, if you th- think about it. When is the last time we saw that Gabumon suit? I don't know. I think we- for Adventure 2020? I'm- yeah, but I'm not talking about a mascot costume. I'm talking full-on suit. Make it a quad suit. Uh, and then, no hardcore. And then we have cards. So, parallel cards continue. Dynasmon looks really good. I forget the name oh, of that dude. fucking dragon he can summon. But you can kind of see it in his hand. I can never remember the name of it. It. Oh, yeah. We shall call it Dragon Coon. Yes. And then, and then my favorite of the previews for a couple reasons. First is Roto Nightmon looks great in this preview. Like mm-hmm. it pops against the background. We get the knight army behind him. And then I love it because people will message me angrily. His name's not Roto Nightmon. It's Lord Nightmon. It's like I know what Here his name we. is. The perennial I, argument. I know how to translate his name. His name can be translated in a number of ways. In fact, at one point, Band, I was translating it with an A in there. Yeah. <laughs> at one point, they were uh. calling. At one point, they were calling him L O A R D Nightmon, and they're going, "Well, it's an accurate translation. It can be translated as Nor- Lord. It can be translated as Roto. I choose to do Roto because it is such a specific thing about this character visually. Yeah. Yes. That to me. He all the actual framing is he's a higher nightmon anyways. He's already a lord. So to I'm just, me to me you don't need that. I need the pink in the name. I've just transcended it and just always call him Crusader Mon. How dare you. That that that's not a bad one. But yeah, I really like the art on this, honestly. Um then, then Slightmon is Slightmon. I don't I, I don't dislike it, but Slightmon's one of those where you go, yes, he is a royal knight. But also, I don't kind of care. So like he's a yep. pony. You're on the list too. Yeah. And then Belfamon Rage Mode. Since he's not a real knight, he doesn't get one of the fancy ones. But he gets really good art of him just smashing shit. Like this looks great. Yeah. yeah. It's like straight up kaiju. 
And then, yes. And yes. then for the next one, we get Yggdrasil seventy six looking like he's about to fight Kira Yamato at the end That's... of Gundam. <laughs> a- actually, I put three different jokes in a row for the preview. It's about to challenge Kira Yamato to battle near the end of a Gundam series. Something Cloud and Tifa stumble across while running around the world map, and floating I... down and floating down from the heavens to give a challenge to a kid in a Christmas special. I just give them credit for attempting to do a parallel card of a of a static shape of a form that does not have any posability. It's just there. Hey, I'm pretty sure those arms can wiggle a little. <laughs> they vibrate. Yes. And I will. And the best part is, is no one even noticed the best part of the joke. He did, in fact, battle Kiriyamato at the end of the series because that is Masaru. Yeah. Yes. Um. Magnamon, great art. Magnamon's art suffers because it's so gold anyways. Yeah. Magnamon needed the background yeah. to be like silver or purple or some other color because he kind of... Like, it's such nice art that it kind of blends. Um, then, I just saw a really good Magnamon running around the convention I went to. Oh, nice. Ooh, that feels like it'd be hard to run in or to go through doors in especially. Uh, they were moving very slowly, so... That makes sense. Dukemon gets some amazing art back-to-back with Omegamon, and the Omegamon art is basically the same thing from a different angle. I love when they do that. Yeah. We haven't got a lot of these. I want to say this is like the fifth or sixth uh, multi-angle card. I don't remember the last one. Um, saving, Ome- saving Omegamon for Last of the Royal Knights makes sense, because it does look good, and that one's going to be very valuable, I'm sure. Rest in peace is anyone's yeah. wallet who wants to go for that. Then we get Shine Greymon Burst Mode. That is a very fiery card. That's a lot of fire in that one. Gotta... Yeah. Like, here's the thing. I like it, but it's so fiery, you kind of go, not much happening here. Yeah. Because it's... Like there, there, there's, I, I assume there's a Digimon in there yes. somewhere. Then Mirage Galgamon Burst Mode. You go, this is much better angle than another Mirage Galgamon Burst Mode card we looked at where we kind of went the angles kind of fucky and he looks weird yeah this one this looks good yeah rosemon looks great that's my favorite of the burst mode parallels honestly for sure the art is probably the most impressive of those four to be honest because it also leans very hard into this almost is in your mind what the anime looks like like it's that weird anime plus plus area where like this does not look like the anime at all but in your mind, it kind of fits. I don't remember Rosemont like Burst Mode looking... I don't think she looked that cool in Savers. Nothing looked that cool in here. Savers, but that's still a compliment that it looked like you could imagine it. Well, Rosemont and Ra- Rosemont specifically, she <laughs> didn't get... as Rosemont Burst Mode didn't get as much love as she should have gotten. And then, Ravemont Burst Mode's weird because when I look at the art, my brain goes, it looks like someone's tracing Batman diving or something. It's... Birdman. <laughs> Attorney yeah, at law. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, the instant you said that, my brain just started going, Tana, like the Harvey Birdman song. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, and then they're doing alternate versions of the parallel cards. They should have shown Shine Greymon last because he's the one hardest to notice that it's different. And did you guys notice these cards? Uh, only really Rosemon stands out. Do you realize? Yeah. So look at Ravemon or Mirage Galgamon and tell me what you notice. It's, it's a, that 
Yes. Fucking binary text. It's, God it's, damn it. It, yes. And I, I'm not, no. I, I haven't checked. I think it's the same one, or it's at least the same one no. on these four. It's the one from that set back to haunt us again, but because it has actual framing, it actually looks cool. Because, like, it's actually, like, it, yeah, you no, actually, it looks fine. You actually have to look for it. Pasting clip art onto the same. Now, goddamn. ironically, I think the best of these four is probably Rosemont also. Because Rosemont had such, like, a distinctive background on the first that switching to, like, a color one actually makes yeah. it stand out and cool. It really pops better. Also, the binary is barely visible. Yes. So you don't get, like, angry that we're dealing with this shit again. <laughs> um, then we have clean card art for all the normal ones, plus some recent promo cards. I did not like organizing these for the promo cards. Better than me. Especially since a lot of these... For some of the um, box cards are reprints of older cards. They're just hollow foil. So I also have to look at the image and make sure I'm grabbing the right image. Because it's the exact same image, but you can see like a faux rainbow effect on it to represent the hollow foil. Yes. Like like that Gabumon card in the Chaostromon box. There's no arc difference. They did not even add the year label to it. It's just the rainbow effect. Uh, yeah. Also, can we just say how weird it is that, like, the themed selection boxes, so, like, if you get the Chaostromon box, there is a Chaostromon card. If you get the Darkjumon box, there is Darkjumon. If you get the Omegamon box, there is no Omegamon. Because fuck you. There's a lot of Digimon somewhat associated with Omegamon, and also Dukemon is there. I think this was an event card in the U.S., this Dukemon, I think. Then, I don't really keep track yeah. of the U.S. cards that much. Then for the big Tamer Exchange meeting, they announced they're doing a limited card set for 2023. This is a purchasable item for about $14. And I actually like it. So there's six Digimon cards and six training cards. I actually like the choices. Mine is that it feels like they're going for, like, here are iconic villains. And also Zubamon is there. It's like, okay, like, you have Seedramon, you have Edamon, Kuwagamon, Raramon, Skullgram. It's like, those are nice Digimon villain choices. And there's the gold guy. Like, I'm the 20th. Yeah. And then the training one where everyone's training with Pulsemon. That's fun. So that will be for sale there. They've also said sale elsewhere. Uh, fun Digica did a Booster Set 13 match. Card battle did Booster Set 13 match. It'll be interesting to see what happens to both shows when there is nothing card coming out for a while. Like, as far as big stuff comes. It's all mini things. And then uh, Digimon Partners did their own convention report for DigimonCon. It is a very nice, like, abridged thing if someone just wants to skim quickly with their auto-translation thing. It basically gives you, like, a a couple sentences about each section and then moves on. So if you like want the heads up on everything quickly, it's actually pretty good. Minus maybe the card match. I imagine that's miserable to read like three sentences about it and that's it. Then we get the um, chart for the Jellymon bed memory, including the stuff that was blinked up before. No surprises. I love Kathylamon. Which one did you say? I love how Kathylamon looks. It's nice to see that without the silhouette. I actually think this is a this is a pretty good dim for water stuff, honestly. Um, another section clip this time. It is the five se- 
I think they literally called it five scenes where Galus Kavamon appears. And in my head, I'm like, that may that's, actually be every appearance he has. That's in the show every time, time. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it's like, oh, he had that many appearances. No, that's five sounds about right. I and, think it's exactly five. And then something we have not mentioned possibly ever and may never mention again. It was the 15th anniversary of Digimon Championship. They didn't do social um, art. They posted the front of the game, the back of the game, and they went, it's the 15th anniversary, and you battle. This is a thing that existed. Yes. Like, this is just a V-pet, but in a DS cartridge. Also, if you look at the cover, Lunamon's, like, confused why it's there. <laughs> Coronamon and Lunamon like, are both like, hey, let's, let's photobomb this. Yes. Trying to trick people into thinking that it might actually be, like, dawn and dusk. Yes. And then, God, God bless them. They, I believe they did this last year for Valentine's Day. The Gabamon plush with a bunch of chocolate. It's like, today's champion day. Gabamon shares <laughs> champions with everyone. We love you too, Gabamon. And then we get the profile art for Dagomon. I, I, ironic. Getting some it, it's funny. It's funny though. He doesn't. He never. He, he looks better in basically every anime appearance. Oh yeah. yeah. Totally. Like, he just looks kind of. Goofy. You look at the. You look at the profile art. and You go. This is what we're all intimidated by. This is. Yeah. Really. Like literally every bit of intimidation for this has nothing to do with like the actual character. It's just O2 used him really well in every anime since then. If he shows up, cribs off that. Oh yeah, I mean I remember like just getting into the whole thing and you know seeing you know Dagomon and silhouette and kind of looking into it's like oh what is this Digimon? Is this a real thing? And then seeing the seeing the actual profile art and being immensely disappointed. That's depressing. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have questions. So you guys in chat can throw yours in. First one was from CC Takato. At least I believe it was him. Uh, the person who posted on the forum had a slightly different name, but it was close enough that I assume it is, in fact, him. Because the name on the sure. forum was Card Captor Takato. Oh, yeah, I, that's him. I'm assuming it's that's the same person. Yeah. How long do we think it will be till the next Digimon TV anime? Honestly, about three years seems to be a good round guess, don't you think so? It's yeah. yeah, three years. I mean, I I'm not putting past them doing a next generation. Adventure. Oh, neither am I. Like we have it's like the like it's not like the movie coming out. So yeah. no, but that's at the, the very least. That. At the very least, not until the next movie. Yeah. See, here's the thing: they could pull the same bullshit they did on us last time. They could go, the movie's going to come out spring 2024. And then as we lead up to the movie, they're like, and after the movie is a TV show starring the kids. Like Some- surprise. Yeah. yeah, which comes out like a year later. Oh, it could be a month later if they did what they did with Kazuna. That's true. Like, we weren't expecting a TV show then at all. Like, yeah. Um, then Allison wants to know, since recent commercials have had good models to... Would- would we like a Digimon 3D anime? Well, first, honestly, mm. those models would not work for an actual anime. No, not at all. Those models work with shading tricks and that they're commercials, basically. Um, I mean, here's the thing. It would, here's the thing. It would, if the show's done look, well... Sorry, go ahead. I, I just think it would look better than it actually plays out. I'm, I'm not convinced a, a 3D anime would be all that great. 
Well, to be fair, as much as I love X Evolution, look at X Evolution. Right, right now we have a two D anime that's not playing out that well. Well, that's sort of well, that's part of what I mean. I mean, it's like I don't. I think that if you're if they're prepping up a three to like they're pushing, they're they would advertise that heavily. It's like, oh, look at how pretty this looks and all that, and they wouldn't give much thought to the writing. Yeah, that's what concerns me about that. I mean, they didn't with X Evolution, anyways. X Evolution had. Uh, I have complicated feelings about the writing of X Evolution. I like that they tried okay. to do something. I don't like how they did it. <laughs> um, do we think Hokto will evolve Terramon? I they better better not. Better not. Look, absolutely. Look, don't. Here, here's the thing. If they do a full evolution sequence, you remember how ter- how Galgomon whips his arm around? If he whips a lab coat on when he does that, that could be acceptable. Ooh. I just okay, I, yeah. I don't want that to actually be in Ghost Game. I just want them to modify his evolution sequence from Tamers, tamers with to a show lab that. Coat? Yeah, just yeah. Sh- just take yeah. the exact thing from Tamers and just give it a lab yeah, coat. Yeah, I think just give me that better idea. So, so here's better a, idea. Ghost game, don't Think mess with that. Pokemon, Here's the, here's but the Stru- piloted by Terrymon Josh. Structurally, I don't see the point in having it be Joshu if they're going to do that on without the joke answer. Uh, no, I don't. No, because no. I think if you're bringing in Terrymon Joshu, you want him standing there with the coat as a tiny little guy saying whatever he's going to say. I think having him evolve has no point to it. Especially no. when we've seen a Black Galgomon earlier in the series. Yeah. Honestly, is, if is he was to have an actual, like, a traditional partner, it's probably Uver. Do we know that they're... See, here's the thing. Uver fucked off and left before he showed up. We don't know that there's any actual connection between them outside of him using the delivery service. It's true, but uh, I'm... Everyone just like got kind of used to that idea because Uber showed yeah. up, quote-unquote, yeah. at his command, but also Uber... I, I, I guess I would... I'd, pre- I'd say if he has a traditional partner... You would want to that's be who I, That's who I think it would be. Otherwise, I don't think he has one. It's not Joshu. Oh, that that's a risky guess at this, at this point in the I, show. Yeah, well... That's a risky guess. Ha- if, if he had, I mean, if it's like stated that he has like a traditional partner, no, and no, it's no, Joshu, Th- then no, then not Joshu. You're, you're looking in the wrong direction. Agumon. No, not Agumon. Think, think, think more Gamma specific Liar. to Ghost Game. Pokemon. No, I was thinking you're thinking Glooser. Yes, Galus slash uh, yeah, that's, Is that's possible? Yeah, I'm not that's saying that's what I want, but I'm saying if they were going to do it, is we're going to find out it's Gummon or Gloose if yeah. they do it. In that case, I think that'd be an orphaning situation. Yeah. And then someone wants to know, what do we think are the best fried side dishes? I like the weird food Mozzarella questions. Th- this one's like hyper-specific, though. It's mozzarella sticks. I don't know. It's hard to just beat good French fries, though. It's mozzarella uh, This may be like a weebish answer, but uh, takoyaki. Weeb. Uh, that, I guess that, that that does count as fried because there is a thin layer of oil in those. Cups. Oh no, it's def it's definitely fried. Oh yeah, it's, it's definitely fried. absolutely yeah. valid answer. No, I, no, it is. I just don't think of it that way. Is what I meant. Like you think of it more like the metal pan than the. No, actual no, it, 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 it absolutely. Yeah, that absolutely counts as a valid answer. We're going to make fun of her for being a weeb anyway. Absolutely shamelessly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think I would just go with fries, honestly. 
or or you know, no, you know what the good kid answer is, but you can't give it as an adult once you find out how unhealthy it is. All the restaurants, all the restaurants that used to have the deep fried onion. Oh, the blooming onion. Well, basically, what you blooming onion, awesome blossom, where they just chop a whole onion, but they don't chop the bottom, and they just bring you a giant onion with dip in the middle. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could never eat that. I don't. Again when I, I don't care onion for onions, eating. so ah. I'm not an onion person. Yeah. So the idea of snacking on onions just sounds disgusting to me. Funyuns make me nauseous. Foods with too much sulfur in them make me die, but I can appreciate how nice they smell (laughs) from a distance. Fair enough. Okay, and then what would we want to see in the next Digimon Con? Um, uh, honestly, the way this one was formatted was more good. uh, Pretty good, especially compared to last year. By next year, I would hope we have a little more information on the next game. That I, I, if we have if we go a whole year and there's no whiff of a new story game or whatever, I'd be a little disappointed. I think we just need to see more of what they did, but more exciting stuff. Hopefully, yeah. They just need to, like we said, it was a good show. They just need to clean it up. Yeah. Also. I noticed last week, and a few people seem confused about it, if you ask a question while we're talking about like the show and we don't answer it, it's because we didn't see it because we're talking about the show. You can re-ask when we're doing the questions and we'll happily answer it. It came up last week. I guess a few people asked one or two things and we just didn't see it at all. Because oh, we were I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah. So that's going to happen. Also, last show was so long. Yeah. Last show was so to... long. Like, uh, yeah, chat. Was, Some of the we, chat suffered. Chat suffered. We, yeah, yeah we kind of had to pick the highlights of the yeah. of the questions because yeah. um, we had a ton of them. Then someone asked, "Have we thought about how we will cover Digimon Seekers?" Not really. No, because here's I'm... the thing. Here's the thing. We can't. We at this point we don't honestly know what it is. Although we did make a mistake last week. We did miss, even though I had posted it, they did in fact say it was going to run about a year. No, we said that. No, but we were guessing. Oh. Like, they actually okay. said about a year. Oh. We can't really... I thought, I thought, I thought we were more clear on that. I, I took it to mean <laughs> that we were running a year. It was running a year. Yeah, so... I took that as more of an assumption than a... As more of a fact than a guess, but... Yeah. So, we can't... It's sort of like when 2020 began. We didn't originally plan to review it every week. We kind of did it the first one. Happened. We kind of did the first one. We went, eh, that kind of worked. Let's see if doing it weekly will work. We don't know. Because here's the thing. like, If we get Seekers and each chapter is rich with information and things to discuss, then we could always just keep going like we are. Well, and it, I that's doubtful, though, because weren't we no, estimating but I mean. it'd be like a... We were estimating it'd be like a thousand yeah, words. That's and, not. I a mean, lot. that's a that is a good update. Like that's a completely fair update. It's not always going to be the most consequential. Yeah. Well, because here's the thing. Also, like when we got something not quite as long as that, but similar with uh, Chronicle X, I think we only ever talked about it for like five minutes because it was so yeah. structured in what it did each time. Yeah, there wasn't I mean, a Chronicle lot X Chronicle X yeah. updates weren't that long. Those no. were only a couple hundred words. But that's what but I mean. We they still, were also very we structured. Still, yeah, and we also, I mean, those were certainly, it was almost like the summary of what happened more than yeah. try to go into yeah. any flowery text about it. Yeah. Uh, but I think the other big question regarding our Seekers coverage would be how often are we having a show? Because we may not be weekly. No, that's the other thing. Like, ends. it could be... 
every other week. It could be every three weeks. We don't know what will be, ha- especially in the short term. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a few months where there's not new card sets coming out. There's, and the other, and if but if we no only game if we do if we do every three weeks, then three weeks worth of updates. There might be some interesting yeah. tidbits to go over. Yeah, it's one of those like, things where we don't even know what the schedule of the show is going to be once Ghost Game ends. So we we won't know what the what we would do until we see what Seekers actually is. And how much ancillary yeah. news there is as well. Like, if ancillary news keeps up, and we have enough to talk about Seekers for 15 to 20 minutes a week, then, yeah, it may be worth it to do an hour episode every week. It may not be. be. Sho- I will, uh, I mean, even every three weeks, I'll be shocked if we have f- 15 minutes of Seekers coverage every no, three weeks. I'm, I, a, I'm not that's shocked That's a lot. Either. I don't expect pros that is so deep that we'll be sitting there talking about it like we do Ghost Team, even at, at its worst. Right. But, yeah, the only thought we've put into it is sort of, I would assume, each on our own going, yeah, I don't know what the fuck this is going to be. We'll see. It's okay. I have nothing else to do. Yeah. Everything's in flux come April. Yes. So we will see. And here's the thing. Things we don't know what the br- the brand has been very happy to just throw shit at us at random. Shit could wildly, the conversation we're having now, like, oh, at the end of March, a lot of stuff's ending, and who knows where we're going to be a few months from now. A month from now, we could get shit just thrown at us. They've done it before. Much to the chagrin of my wallet. Yeah, so we will see. We honestly don't know. Um, then someone wants to know, what are the video games that you imagine that you yourself will never stop returning to? Dave Story, Hollow Knight. Um, a lot of Super Nintendo games. I will, like... I keep finding new ways to play, like, Link to the Past. I've been actually playing Mario RPG again this week. Oh, I love Just, Mario. I love uh, Mario RPG so much. So, it's so easy, but it's very it's a very refreshing RPG if you just want something simple. Yeah. It, um, it's not only that, the personality the game has really helps. Oh, absolutely. It's a very fun localization. Yes. Um... I also am always coming back to Heroes of Might and Magic 3. Such a great old strategy game. For me, always going to go back to Mario Brothers. Stuff like the Ninja Turtle arcade game. Also, the Sega Genesis Sonic the Hedgehogs for me. I introduced uh, my kid to uh, Wii Sports Resort this weekend. That was fun. And now I kind of want to play that on my own a little more. See, Resort was the one on the 3DS. Nope, that was on the just that was the Wii sequel to Wii Sports. Now I'm just having flashbacks to Wii have a problem with all the uh, overly <laughs> enthusiastic. Uh, oh, gamers. people hitting the TVs. Yeah, no, it was, the I had to buy a new controller. I got a, I got everything working except a controller i bought a new one it didn't come with the wrist strap i pulled the wrist strap out of one of the dead ones and made sure to attach it on there <laughs> oh, and yeah. made sure he's using it because dear oh, god yeah. yeah not taking that chance you do not you do not Eat. need you do not need to have a photo for the podcast showing a controller sticking out of your tv i i and i definitely succeeded on that front because he called me out for forgetting to put it on once or twice so <laughs> Mission accomplished there. Good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically anything that's fun, I can imagine going back to at some point. I play through um, every couple of years. I dig out uh, Portal and Portal 2 again. Playing Portal that reminds 2. Me, I need to get them on a Switch. Playing Portal 2 with a friend over the internet was so much fun. The co-op. Mm-hmm. 
I sucked at that. The, oh, the best part about that is it was rooms like, do you remember that block maze where one person has to stand looking at the maze and the other person has to go through it? Mm-hmm. And I just remember being the person telling them where to go. It's like, no, turn left. No, left. Left. No. Okay, shoot a portal. No, don't <laughs> shoot it there. Shoot it up. No, not behind you. Up to the front. <laughs> and then, no, why do you walk off and not shoot the second portal? That doesn't help. Shoot the portal down. And then they shoot the portal down and they start zooming downwards faster and faster. And then they step <laughs> off and just explode. Divorce mode. Um, but yeah, it, that portal. I would still love a Portal 3 someday. Uh, and then, it's just exceptionally fun type of game. Yeah. Uh, last call for questions in the chat. The last one that was sent in ahead of time was, with the most recent Digimon Amplified model kit coming soon being Shine Greymon, where do you think they go with it since they're doing Data Squad now? And there's a part B to this, but let's do that one first. I know. Ooh. See, in my mind for Amplified... It really feels like Crosswords stuff would work. Yeah, well I was that. thinking Crosswords yeah. is probably the next step. I assumed like a Shotman Knight would have made a very good amplified kit. Yeah. No, see, see, here's what they do: they do Shoutmon X4, and the Shoutmon X4 Knight is a premium Bandai exclusive with just the shield and the cape. God damn it! <laughs> That's exactly what it is. They would do that. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, almost any of the Cross War stuff would work well. Um, I think Globemon would work well as Amplified. Yes, it would. Um, yeah. And then someone wants to know, where do you think Digimon video games will go based on what they've talked about? So it, let so we know stories coming, period. So, yeah. let's, let's, so let's, put, let's push that aside. At some point, they have to do something mobile outside of China. Do and they? Korea at some point. Let's, uh, that's I'm this this lack of mobile after Rearai shut down really has me wondering if they're really prioritizing. Oh, I, if they really if they really have an if they're really thinking think, about like I we think, need to have a mobile game. I think they're through. prioritizing company groups in the sense that. Okay, the game was focusing on getting survive done, and they were also focused on vital bracelet stuff, and they're also working on various mobile games for others. I think they want to find like what what's the current Dragon Ball game? Dragon Ball Z Doken Battle, I believe is the name. Mm-hmm. I I think Don't they I haven't spent enough time in the Play Store to tell. I you. think they want to do stuff like that for Digimon, and they need to figure out what that format they want is because. That's not realized. They need something. And the funny thing is, is Digimon characters are so gatchable. Oh, yeah, totally. So, like, I think they need to figure out that. And I think the problem they run into when thinking about it is, is the Digimon are what you need to sell it as. But if you don't frame it with kids well, you don't end up having people stay. You need the story thing. Mm-hmm. Which realize demonstrated. Yes. But I think, and then they killed I, it. but I think they want to figure out how to do that where the gacha is more based in what you get, not and what you're doing. Yeah. Also, the the the, the money the buy the, the 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 transactions you got in Rearize didn't necessarily lead to more to automatically to better Digimon. Yeah. 
Like, it just gave you more gems to use. Like, it just gave it's you additional currency, which weren't that hard to get to begin with. I, I do think one thing they have to do is we know one of the goals, and not just Habu's goal, but he said that was a goal for them, was to figure out a way to make it yearly. At some point, you do have to look at porting more games. Whether the games are good or not, you do have to figure I mean, that out. Like, as long as someone will pay money for and it. And here's the thing. And this is where I think he overthinks things. Like, he he always seemed very confused at the idea that fans wanted crosswords Digimon. And he always kind of went, well, they don't have levels. We'd have to figure that out. And Bandai just did that regardless of the games. So that's mm-hmm. done. But then, like, when when people brought up, well, what what about Digimon World? And, like, we got, like, the whole explanation from him about why they're not doing it. It was like, well, we don't know if we should just port it or remaster it or make a whole new game based on it. It's like, at some point, you guys have the game. Just port it with two and three as a collection, and that's it. You don't... Just just do that. If you don't... If you don't know what, if you're not just sure that investing in a in a remaster is going to work, just put out the damn port, yeah. get it out there, and yeah. see what. Yeah, just money throw it on an at, at some whatever. point, at, at yeah, it, it's sort of like if at some point you go, okay, maybe we should try redigitize. Then yes, you have to rebuild the stuff from the yeah. 3DS game to make it work, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure that's why they haven't is is. They don't want to just do like a a two screen pseudo port bullshit thing. Yeah, yeah, totally. Some, now some companies do do that, and it's never it's it's always kind of well that that's how you get the game. The problem is is redigitize exists without that. It just misses yeah. a lot of content. Mm-hmm. I I think if they really go for yearly, at some point they will figure out how to rebuild redigitize, and they will probably do that by porting adventure first. Yeah, I think that is such an easy money maker. Mm-hmm. That whether you dub that or not, it's an, it's kind of an easy port too. Yeah, like you just update some textures, and that's basically it. Yeah. In fact, do the in translation. Fact, in fact, Sony helps put money towards PSP to system ports. They have an emulator that you can just inject textures in, and then it just runs on the PS4 and PS5. That's yeah. that's why, like the PS4 version of um, Symphony of the Night, never got an Xbox equivalent on the Xbox One. It used a Sony emulator on the PS4. It's the PSP that's, game with texture injection. That said, Adventure RPG would be annoying to play on PS4. Yes. I what would we, hope that what, comes out for what, some other platforms. I think, I think but... what everyone wants to play it on is Switch. Yeah, Switch. definitely. Yeah. But yeah, it's they have to just ha- figure out more games. And here's the thing. Small games. Fucking do Pac-Man and theme it as Agumon or Karamon from the movie. And just yes, and give us like the a bunch of mini games like in Pokemon Stadium. Just port, yeah. Just port shit and find ways to just call it like the Digimon game collection and find old arcade games and swap Digimon characters into it and say they infected the games. <laughs> do Pac-Man, Dig Dug. Just do easy shit you can port. And here's the thing, like Allison said in the chat, Digimon Racing. Just take the Game Boy Advance game, throw it in, and sell it. Like, just say, yeah. it's a port of the Game Boy game. Just do that, and mm-hmm. go, it's as it was 20 years ago, enjoy. Hell, you could, um, with um, the NSO online thing with Game Boy Advance games, you could throw that on there. Yeah, what's the criteria for getting those on? Probably that companies are willing to do it and not get paid a ton. 
Yeah. Because that's also the Game Boy Advance one is part of the uh, the expansion pack thing. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, but they here, realized but here's uh, the thing. with ba- testing. And honestly, there's, and there's, I don't think there's a whole lot on there right now. So no. they can well, probably to be fair, Game Boy, Advan- Game Boy Advance just launched, though, like a week ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so it's basically just get games out there. I mean, here's the stupid thing. There's even basic, like, if you want a game that you could remake easily and it'd be a win, the, the, the best solution is actually the dumbest one. Find one of the studios that made one of the modern versions of Gauntlet and remake Digimon World 4 slash X. Make it good and just have it remade by a team that worked on one of the Gauntlet games. Done. I'd be okay with that. Or hell. The reason I couldn't play the original was because it would not fucking load. And we've talked about before, at some point, grab Team Ninja and Koei and do Digimon Warriors. I would love that. You have, we have said that. And no, that was also please. the... Uh, Give me violence. That was also the. Uh, that was also my suggestion for the Sabres plat- uh, See, genre. That would work for a lot of Digimon games, though. Like That would work great for Crossroads. It would work, it was, I know, but I was going season by season, and that was yes. specifically lined up for Sabres. Yeah. Um, then someone wants to know, uh, which series did we enjoy more watching week by week, Ghost Game or 2020? For me, 2020. Ghost Game. Ghost Game. <laughs> For me, it's twenty twenty. For, for me, it's shot. for me, it's twenty twenty because Ghost Game is too disappointing week by week. So it's twenty twenty for me. See, for me, Ghost Game is more disappointing because I could see it easily being better, and it just wasn't. Yeah, Adventure is just a oh, slog. For, for like, you, for you, Adventure was miserable. There's no yeah. question about that. I actually don't know what the answer is for Dev. Um. I like seeing Ghost Game more week to week because it feels like something I can watch week to week. Well, adventure just like it feels more like I can just sit down and knock out twelve episodes in a row and then ignore it. Yeah, that's which is probably how we're going to watch it when it comes out dubbed. Yeah, Yeah, it just works better in batches. I'm just going to crank out twelve episodes at a time. Yeah, I chose not to. I chose not to bring that up when we were talking about like when we were talking about what might change in the next few months. Yeah, I was thinking about that too, and honestly... Because because here's the thing, we don't know how that's going to be released. If it's week to right. week, we're not going to cover it week to week, realistically. No. But also, if they go nuts and release 26 episodes at a time, we're not going to try to rush through it either. Now, honestly, it's going to be a case of, I'm probably going to watch like six episodes of it, say, okay, this is what the dubs feels like, yeah. and I might stop there. Yeah. Depending on how I'm feeling, because I know what happens later. Yeah, and I'm not. I don't need to see how they dub like particular characters. Yeah, I just want to du- hear how the kids sound, and that's about the, the dub end of, it. of that one. Feels like it's going to be weird because one, I don't know if they understand why the dub worked audience wise and why that audience is still there. Mm-hmm. And I'm not it's sure that show is. has enough framing to allow a dub to do much that's interesting. No. So I don't know. We'll see. And so, oh, and Allison asked, maybe if Next Order sells well, they'll consider porting other world games. I'm sure someone's watching. I have no doubt. There is no reason yeah. to port Digimon World unless you're, you want to see what happens. Yeah, and they're going to... I mean, I want to see them do World anyway, because I think that's a whole different ball game. Because if you release World for cheap, it's a little different than trying to sell 
Next Order, which is a newer game. There's not that. There's not any nostalgia well, here, for well, Next here's, Order. Here's the other. Here's the other issue. How, how? Like, here's the thing. It might sell well. I don't think as many people want Digimon World Next Order for sixty dollars as they think. No, not at all. I'm not saying the no. game's not going to do well because well, there's, defi- there's definitely there's definitely hunger for games right now. There definitely is. But just look at the marketing for it. They're pitching Next Order like it's practically a new game. Whereas if they're going to try to market a, a, a port of the world games, they're going to play on your nostalgia for the world games that you you know you remember playing this on the well, PlayStation. To be, to be fair, even the marketing for Next Order, it really wants you to think of the anime. Yep, that too. It it really is trying to market for. Hey, you remember like Digimon on Fox Kids? Look, it's the digital world and Machine Draymon. It's selling eh, the story. Eh. And Next Order didn't have a great story to me, honestly. I will say I do think this it's a game changer for Next Order for one reason. Most of the issues with Next Order was it's kind of miserable to do shit in. That they've sped some shit up, made an easier mode, that could actually make it fun. The issue with Next Order is that it's not a fun game. But it just goes to my point that it, like, I mean, marketing is a new game, it might be worth treating as a new game if these... Price-wise, it's not a new game. Well, period. yeah, ne- Next Order, if you really want to sell a port, that should be 30 or 40 at most. Should be, yeah. That's why I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it at 60. I'm waiting for a sale. If yeah, I can... I have- other if, things to spend money. If I can find a day one Steam sale for forty or less, I would buy it. I'd probably go down to thirty, honestly. Uh, see, see, I'm thinking day one. If I have the time to play shit, if I'm busy with work and I see forty, I'll be like, mm, I'll keep an eye on it. But I got shit to do. Mm. If it hits thirty, I'm just buying it. Yeah, I mean, it's having other. I mean, I've got plenty of other stuff to play. I have at least two RPGs, like. Persona 3 just came, was re-released. Frankly, I kind of want to replay Final Fantasy VII Remake on the Steam Deck, honestly. I bought six at the winter sale, actually, now that you mention it. Oh, the uh, the, re- the Pixel Remake? Yeah. So, from what I've played of that, it's really good, but they made a huge fuck-up. That sounds like Square. So, do you remember how Final Fantasy VI starts? Kind of. Yep. It starts with that walking through the snow yeah. and with all yes. the credits. Mm-hmm. They don't have the credits at the beginning anymore because they they have them at the end. Except it's still like time for the credits. Oh, so it's just them walking for two minutes or whatever yes. it is. Yes. Oh no. It's just the it's just them in the mess. That was walking. such a good opening oh, credit scene because it's just the yeah. it's supposed to yes. be the opening credits. The enti- I, I hate the minimization minimization of opening credits nowadays they need to well here's the thing i don't mind if it's not there if it's taken into account the issue is is the, that entire the, the, it's the, just the entire thing with six though is, is you get a long lonely introduction but mm-hmm. they marry that with the, with credits. the credits so yeah. it has a thematic purpose of being long but also pointing out of how long this walk is when yeah. you don't have that it's just like well shit do i have it's something else to walk. do yes yeah yeah. But yeah, the game seems solid from what I've seen okay. so far. That's good to know. As long as you're aware that that's going to be very strange looking at that scene. Yep. Uh, I think that was it there. Was that it for the chat? I believe that is it. AR, what have you been up to and what will you be up to? I'm not sure. I might try to get something together this week. We'll see what happens. I have a. I'm, now I have extra basketball this week I have to account for, so we'll see if I have any time. Uh, I'm on... 
I'm on Tumblr at firstagent.tumblr.com. Dev, what Wikimara Roku do like people read? Better pick a good one, Dev. There's a lot of potential this time. Uh, Dark Ocean. Good enough. Hmm. And My runner-up was going to be uh, Agnimon, because I also saw a really good Agnimon at the convention. Ooh, I've seen some good Agnimons at conventions. Those, some... That's a solid... That is a good cosplay choice. Agnimon is a good, solid one, because since the design is guy in a suit, you get yeah. people going... Because here's the thing, you don't need to... Like, if you're doing even a War Greymon, you have to worry about the armor and the shield. For Agnimon, you, just, ha- you just have to make sure you have the parts for Agnimon. Agnimon is a very approachable cosplay. Yes. It, and it's all... I don't think I've ever seen a bad Agnimon cosplay, actually. Huh. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't have photos, because yeah. I was in the middle of another photo shoot, and they were a sl- slight distance away, and at awkward angle. That makes sense. I can be found with the will as always. And we will see you guys next week. Thank you for showing up. Bye. Bye. Bye.